This episode of the Western Outdoor News Podcast is brought to you by Western Outdoor News Charters. Visit wonews.com for more information. Included with every charter is a cash jackpot, frog togs, cinch sack, Gamagatsu G3200 utility case, a spool of high seas fluorocarbon, as well as coupons for hook and shark bait tackle. Uh, it's the last day I actually uh, fished a rat a little bit in the morning. It was perfect topwater conditions and I had some big bites and practice on it. Hey folks, and welcome to episode 24 of the Western Outdoor News Podcast. This week we talked to Turing Bass Tournament professional, Justin Kerr. Fish there, if you know there's some big ones living there. Fish it slow, you get the bites. We get the details on his road to the Classic, his days fishing it, and his outlook for the One Bass U.S. Open. We then talk with Captain Cody Rogers on the Island Spirit about the Channel Island Shootout coming up next week, July 7th. You know, bring a bass rod, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a 15, 20 pound stick, 20, 25 pound stick, something like that. Something you can throw a jig with. Cody and I talk about the current conditions up north, the bait, and what to expect for the Channel Island shootout. And let's just dive right in with Justin Kerr, fresh off the classic. What what got you into tournament fishing? Okay, so, you know, um, I think I got started fishing tournaments in about 1998 or 99. And uh, I worked at a tackle shop in Simi Valley where I grew up. Uh, it was J&T Tackle at the time. And uh, I, I got started, you know, working in the tackle shop and meeting some guys. That's where I met Aaron Martins. And, uh, you know, I just kind of jumped into it from there. And then I decided, you know, I'm, I can maybe make a career of it. And, uh you know, that's, that's kind of what I've done since the, since, uh, about 2003 when I started fishing. Yep. About one bass as my, was my first, uh, tournament I ever entered as a pro. So, wow. Cool. Did you ever fish uh one bass as a, um, second seat? Um, you know what I might've fished? I think I fished one tournament in the back seat and uh, I went to, uh, Lake Shasta. Okay. And, uh, I drew actually Kent Brown, which is, you know, still a good friend of mine. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's kind of like, the, you know, bass fishing is just a small community and you end up knowing everyone, you know, for a long time. So it's, it was a cool, uh, way to start for sure. Yeah. Small community. And then you ended up on the big stage this year at the mm-hmm. classic kind of tell us about that journey and that, how that came to be. You, you qualified through the opens. Is that correct? Uh, no, I actually qualified through the nation. Um, oh, nation. yeah, the nation, uh, I, uh, obviously I live at Lake Havasu now, which is in Arizona and I, uh, got in through the Nevada nation and, uh, I like fishing those, you know, river lakes a lot more and they go to all the river lakes. So I ended up fishing, uh, the nation and, uh, I think I fished three or four qualifying tournaments and I went to regionals and in the regional, you have to be your highest finisher from your state. And, uh, I was my highest finisher in Nevada. So I, continued on the nationals and nationals there's obviously one person from each state and the top three uh guys go to the classic and you know so that was a little special deal for me to make it like that and um you know i got in in five tournaments and there's only one other guy that i know from the west that did it that way that's uh, tim Klinger, and you know that's kind of why i i did it because timmy did it and uh obviously he won the u.s open last year so we all know he's an amazing fisherman too. So that's, that's kind of how we both did it and got into the classic. That's awesome. That's, that's a, that's quite the way to get to it. And you're jumping through a lot of hoops and and having to fish against a lot of really good West coast anglers. Yes. Yes, for sure. That seat. Wow. (laughs) Well, let's just dive right into the classic. Um, yes, I watched, um, the first few mornings, um, Mm -hmm. 
I was watching live and rooting for you. Just as quite a few were over here on the West Coast. Yeah. And you were doing some things different, a little bit of West Coast love. Uh, yes, just kind of go through your days and, and how fishing went for you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said before, uh, I kind of let, let a lot of West Coast guys down. I think I had a lot of guys rooting for me, but which was awesome and shows how the sport, you know, uh, has been over for me for the last, uh, you know, 20 years. So, but, uh, yeah, the classic, uh, that lake was really cool. It was, a uh, uh, in Texas at Ray Roberts and, um, that place fished really similar right now to, uh, Lake Mead just because the water was high and flooded in the bushes. And I got to move around and, and, uh, fish my strengths per se in that tournament. So, uh, worked out pretty good for me. I caught most of them on jackhammer, uh, evergreen jackhammer, of course. And, and I caught some flipping a, uh, jig and, uh, the last day I actually, uh, fished a rat a little bit in the morning is perfect top water conditions. And I had some big bites and practice on it, but it just didn't, it just didn't work for me. And I, I don't know, I think it was my area because, uh, I had to move areas that final day. Mm-hmm. and uh just to get bit so i had to leave that whole area and that was at about nine thirty. so i just think the area that i was fishing was just worn out so um you know maybe if i would have started in a different area would have got a couple more bites you know on the top water or that rat you know so yeah it's just the way it is and you know i fished to win the tournament and you know that rat can get it done you can you know win the tournament using that thing which you know i did in the california open at clear lake uh, i think yeah, every day caught two in, uh... sixes yeah, back yeah. in fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, 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 fourteen or fifteen, <laughs> and uh, I think I caught two six pounders a day on that thing. So um, <laughs> that was, you know, that was just the way I fished, and it, it didn't work out, you know. But it was awesome to also see someone win a back-to-back uh, classic. You know, that becomes someone becomes a legend in the sport, and that's you know hard to become like that. So Jeez. to see that and see how Chink Cherry can win back-to-back tournaments is is pretty incredible. Yeah, you were there for that moment in history, and that's something yeah. in bass fishing history. Yep. Something not yep. many can say they were at. So no. That's awesome. No. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, so a lot of jackhammer bites, a lot of uh, flipping yes. bites for the most part, yep. and then a, yep. a few a few bites on the rat. What rat were you throwing? Oh, uh, I was throwing a, a handmade carved one. Um, okay. You know, a custom one. But, uh, you know, I did show pictures on the internet of a, a Woodrow rat, which – I kind of use both here and there. Uh, Woodrow rat's really good rat for like twitching, uh, per se, not so one minute super quick and being efficient with it. But if you know yeah. there's fish there, if you know there's some big ones living there, uh, you fish it slow, you get the bites. But yeah, that uh, walking was, style we like to do over here. <laughs> right. That's exactly yep. right. That's better for that, you know, and uh, the, the bait I was using just to cover water is more efficient uh, for tournaments. And, okay. uh, you know, that's, it's just a custom one that I have done. So, but it's, cool. uh, you know, wood, wood bait. So yeah, it was, it was cool. Uh, hearing about it. I didn't see it. Um, I think you had bad service that day. Or, yeah. 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 So we didn't get to see it, but we heard about it for sure. Um, the guys were talking about you throwing a big rat first thing in the morning, looking for that big bite. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, sorry. Um, <clears throat> but yes, um, that rat, uh, you know, definitely can get the big bites, you know, early in the morning and actually through the day, uh, sometimes as it gets warmer, you know, they get in that shade of the bushes or the trees and sometimes it can work even better. So I had to yeah. throw it, you know, it was my way to win the tournament. And, um, you know, that's, that's just how I fished it. Yeah. You got to swing big on the last day for sure. Um, 
So conditions during the tournament, was water falling by the end of the tournament or was it still rising? No, yeah, it was falling. Uh, okay. I think it came down about a foot since we started the tournament, um, yeah. which, you know, mm-hmm. some of that is okay, but sometimes it's bad. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it, it made it still okay. And fishing, you know, they kind of just moved out to the outer side of the bush and yeah. um, it, they were catchable for sure. Yeah, yeah. And you were fishing the jackhammer and also that stealth stealth blade version of it yes yep yep clear, the clear plastic blade on there yeah uh, so the idea behind that was you just didn't need the flash a little more subtle um, yeah well the whole the whole key with that stealth blade is a lot of people don't know is you it's for it to really work the best is you got to wind it really slow and okay. uh if you put the you know i was using a three eights on 20 pound uh the first day and i could keep it real high up in the water column and it still goes uh, slower Right. And it seemed like, you know, you get it around that tree or that hardwood or the bush, you can kind of like hover it, but it still had that vibration. Yeah. Um, so that's how I was using it and getting bit. And, uh, just, it, it just seemed to, we had a lot of wind the first day and the second day we had, uh, obviously, uh, rain delay and thunder and lightning and stuff. And it just seemed like the fish didn't want to, you know, they had to react. And so yeah. when I, I had to go to a, a three eighths normal jackhammer just to get them because of that vibration was so much more than the subtle jack, uh, subtle stealth blade. Mm-hmm. It seemed to get the reaction bite, um, you know, out oh, of the man. bush. So, right. So I had to go to that. Uh, but the first day they bit it pretty good, but, um, you know, I was using a couple different ones and I kind of was just learning the areas a little bit more. Um, cause you know, in practice, you don't really wear on them too bad. So I was just kind of learning a little bit more and, you know, the things I maybe should have done a little different the first day, but, um, you know, that's just the way it was. Yeah. Trying to figure out the spot on spot does take right, a little more time right. than I'm sure a quick practice where you don't want to hammer down on your fish. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Right on. Well, uh, looking towards the future, um, over here at, at one bass, we have the U S mm-hmm. open coming up at Mead, and, and you said you love fishing those, those river events and, oh, yeah. and needs one that you've done very well in, in the past. Yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what are your plans uh, looking there if, if we got enough water to get the boats in? Uh, yeah, that's the biggest number one concern right now is that lake's super, super low. I, I haven't been over there in a while, but I, all my buddies that live there say it's super low. Um, you know, it, it'll obviously be different every year. Lake Mead changes so much. Um, and you just never know what area is going to be the one that's going. So um, I'm going to get a little pre-practicing time probably uh, if the water's, you know, able to be fished I'll, I'll be uh spending some time over there prior probably the month before the tournament uh, i got a couple bunch of tournaments going on in october so i think Are i literally you traveling have to, uh you're traveling right now aren't you uh yeah we're gone right now we're out in uh california but that's just because uh it's summer break for the kids and we're trying to get them to do some things so yeah. um but other than that yeah the i got a bunch of tournaments in uh october this year i, I think i'm going to be coming from a bass open at smith lake and driving straight to the u.s open with you know obviously no practice just getting there the day before the tournament so yeah i'll probably yeah. spend time out there in september for you know a week or so and just check things out and then <laughs> just go fish yeah get a lay of the land with the, the low water everything kind of changes the sh- even the shape of the lake changes at that point where they're getting mm-hmm. so low <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you never know what could happen. I mean, maybe we'll get a lot of uh, monsoons this year, and you know, the lake will come up. So, yeah, that is cool. That would be nice in September if we got some water mm-hmm. to come down. Yep. Um, in the past, uh, Lake Mead. Any uh, 
insight on maybe what's going to win it, you think? Uh, like I said, you never know what the lake, you know, is doing and every year it's different. So, um, you know, with no water, probably this year it'd be no brush. So mm -hmm. it might be a real tough finesse tournament, uh, tough this year. And, yeah. yeah. It'll be maybe small weights or someone will find them out deep, you know, and, uh, catch them like that. So, I mean, you, yeah. you just, like I said, you just don't know, you don't know what the watercolor is going to be like. You, we just don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, and that's a lake where they'll school up and, and giant shoals, right? Right. And that, you, you know, it could be, if, yeah. Or shallow, you know, like I said, it, they it like, you know, with the water being down, they could be just pushed into one area and the area be really, really good. So, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you just, you just don't know yet. Um, it's hard to say, uh, what could go on. I know if the water was higher, what maybe would go on, but mm -hmm. being low, <laughs> low is, uh, is a little different for sure. It'll make for an interesting tournament. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. All right, Justin. Well, I think that's the time we have for today. It was great talking to you. Awesome. Super stoked on your, even a fourth place finish, getting to the classic. Yeah, it was awesome. It's own. So congratulations thank you and, uh, hey maybe we'll see you there next year too <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome i think that i got a winner open this year but yeah uh, maybe you never know maybe i'll win yeah. one of those things <laughs> all right guys and let's just roll right into it with cody from the island spirit oh uh, you know what i got into young age but i didn't end up working on a boat for quite a while but i grew up pretty much since third grade little kid fishing with my dad on sport boats and stuff out of Santa Barbara and down here in Channel Islands and, you know, a little bit further south, San Pedro, that area. Mm -hmm. But um, I just did a lot of fishing and then, you know, I had a chance when I was younger to jump into it and do it and do a little bit of pinheading as a kid and then just kind of just kept going fishing for fun and, uh, you know, fishing a lot most of my life. and. I think around 2014, 15, I kind of decided, you know, I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. I was happy, good money, yeah. good job, but, you know, you go fishing a couple times a week on your days off and you know, realize you're a lot happier out here than doing what I was. So kind of decided to just go for it and made the jump. Uh, thankfully, you know, Tucker, he's a good friend of mine, not only as a friend, my boss, but you know, he gave me an opportunity to come out and try me out when he was still on the Mirage and, you know, worked out there. And, you know, after that, he got the Outrider and, uh, you know, put a crew together and asked me if I wanted to come and do it. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you get your license um, just right right around that time or did, or did you carried your license for a while before that? No. Yeah, so this will be the third year I've had my license. Okay. Um, second year on the island spirit. Um, the first year started out working second ticket on the outrider. And then, um, just slowly, you know, a few months after having my license, starting to run the boat the outrider and, um, you know, eventually Tucker decided to sell that boat. He bought Ventura Harbor sport fishing and the island spirit and, uh, asked me if I wanted to do this. And I thought it seemed like as good opportunity as any you know yeah it's uh do you have a young family uh no no okay. not right now okay it's, <laughs> <laughs> i was yeah i was i was doing some of the night driving and stuff before and and now that i have a full family i know that that's it's nice to come home and be in your own bed every night on that full day 
rather than the yeah, other. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I've done them both. I know that's <laughs> de- definitely a better option for that situation. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Very good. Well, how's how's fishing been up there? I know it's kind of been back and forth, back and forth. Are you guys making it out to the islands as much as you'd like to? Are you uh, fishing local for the most part? What's going on? Um, you know what? We've, we've pretty much been able to make it to the islands you know, the past couple of weeks or I don't think there's a day that's really put us on the beach or something mm-hmm. and, you know, not taking anything away from the beach. There had been some good fishing on the beach. So there was quite a few days where, you know, we opted to stay, stay on the beach versus go over there. But we've pretty much been at the islands every day here. I'd like to say this whole month, I think, um, you know, the <laughs> beginning of the month started off, there's real good local sea bass bite here for us you know thankfully we're able to partake in that we had some good days on it some tough days you know got a a lot of pressure being local you know 80 90 boats out there fishing a small stretch all looking for the same thing yeah then that was on the beach huh no 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 that was over at the islands there okay cool was that that santa rosa bite that was yeah that was that was the Anna Kappa one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, it, it, the islands of our range. <laughs> is it? Okay. Wasn't 100% sure on that. So, okay. Well, uh, that's that's good. At least you guys are getting over there and able to do that. Are you guys, what's the bait situation up there for you guys? Because I know a lot of guys don't, um, you know, from down here aren't familiar, me being one of them, with the bait situation. You guys have a year-round bait barge in the harbor? Um, yeah, we do. Oh, so it's year-round there? Yeah. That's, that's so awesome. we have a, yeah, we've got the bait dock, you know, it's, it's like two boat links away from us. So it's real convenient. That's nice. Uh, they've, they've been doing a good job at keeping it pretty stocked for us. You know, um, mm-hmm. a lot of anchovy this year, a lot of anchovy, been a little bit tougher for them to bring in the sardine for us. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, is that choby uh, a hook bait, bait size? You know what? Or is it, has it been tough? It's, it's been mixed, you know, it's, it's not two eyes and a wiggle this last, this last batch they brought in a few days back, a little bit more size to it. There's some good ones in there, which yeah. kind of helps, you know, we're starting to get a little bit of surface action going. And, you know, a lot of people, they're not familiar with fly lining a bait or fishing an anchovy before, you know, it's a lot <laughs> harder to fish an anchovy than a sardine. Yeah, you it definitely takes a little more. You know what you're doing there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on cool. Well, we got the uh, the Channel Islands shootout coming up in just about a week away. That's going to be up there. You're in it. Um, <clears throat> the Californians in it, and um, who else was in that one? I was just looking. We've got uh, the Pacific Eagle and the Pacific Eagle. So you guys are going to be battling it out for the biggest fish of the trip, and that's uh, five a.m. to four p.m. So a little earlier than you guys normally leave on your full days. You got to. You got an idea of how that's going to go? How's fishing been? Do you think uh, you guys might get another shot at some some yellows, some sea bass? Yeah, we might, you know. Um, it hasn't been like the yellow and sea bass fishing, you know, the past week or so has been kind of hitting this scratchy. It's it's not like it was earlier in the month for us. We had, you know, yesterday we had a yellow. The day before we had a sea bass. And we were so- just... You know, yeah, there's still fish. To <laughs> there's just not, not seeing the big schools of the sea bass or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, hey, there's, there's rockfish fishing there and 
sometimes that calico fishing there are enough to make up for it. That's for sure. <laughs> no, definitely. You know, and we've, we've been doing a lot of surface fishing for most of the day here and, um, you know, barracuda, bass, bonita, we're seeing the yellows boil. It's whether you're going to get one to bite or not. Yeah. You guys actually but, just um, recently had some good, good cuda fishing, huh? Yeah. You know, that this past week it's, it's been pretty good for the most part. We go through a lot of short fish to get what we get. I mean, there, it's it's fun, steady action. You know, you're constantly catching the fish, watching them jump. Good time for the people. Yeah, that's always great to at least have the action just flowing like that. It's uh, people get to you know pull in a bonita, and that's usually fun for a lot of people that aren't used to fighting a fish like that. <laughs> Drag them around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah some good tangle act opportunities <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> that's part of why we do it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> keep you on your toes yeah exactly well uh you know we got a week away from this thing a lot can change we just came off this big full moon um you know there was a little bit of wind in, earlier in the week and i think a lot can change in the next seven days for sure any any information that you can give like you know customers coming up for that trip things to bring, what to be prepared for, giving them their best shot at maybe a big fish up there. Yeah. Um, as far as right now, and that stands for, you know, while we're recording this. Exactly. Um, <laughs> a week out. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, bring a bass rod, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a 15, 20 pound stick, 20, 25 pound stick, something like that. Something you can throw a jig with. Um, a lot of that Kuda and Bonita has been on you know, the little Colt snipers, little mega baits, they're liking that a lot more. Okay. Not so much the big Taddy 45s, they're Taddy C a little bit, but they're they're just chasing around that that smaller stuff. But I mean, you're still catching the bass on it, everything, you know, and it it's fun and it seems like a lot more of the legal fish are coming on the jig versus the people fishing bait. But yeah. As far as fishing bait, you know, we've been having people fish 20 pound um, fluorocarbon if they have it, and a real light sliding sinker, like a quarter to an eighth ounce slide sinker, just to kind of help a little bit with the movement on the anchovy. Yeah. Are you guys fishing like a size four hook or a two? Yeah. Like a size two, size four. Yeah. Something pretty small. Some people are fishing a one, you know, but Getting away obviously, you know. <laughs> it's a little bait, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you want it to swim, go as small as you can, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some guys are fishing plastics. Some of a lot of the spots we've been fishing, we have people fishing single dropper lube, reverse dropper lube, you know, real light sinker, four ounces. A lot of it's been pretty shallow fishing, mm -hmm. you know, 25, 30 feet of water. Yeah. But um, you know, we had that that can be some fun fishing up there at the islands. I've I've done a quite a bit of calico fishing up there and that's about it in the skiff and some some special stuff goes on up there yeah it can get real good at times yeah you know <laughs> hopefully next wednesday <laughs> that's what we're hoping for we're hoping for a good uh, a good turnout and a lot of you know happy people and and some some big fish coming over the the rail would be great but it could be a calico bass that wins this thing or a halibut or it could really be anything which is kind of cool it, it kind of you know, yeah, I think it changes it up and makes it kind of interesting. And I think fishing's going to just keep getting better. Hopefully as this weather holds out and, and I'm looking forward to it. No, absolutely. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure on this one, we, um, what doesn't count in this one? Um, well, I think it's kind of, I, I think it's just biggest fish. So, 
just biggest fish just biggest fish on this one yeah there's not it's not like a rock fish deal only or like a sea bass only thing it's biggest fish right yeah <clears throat> so that should be uh it'll be pretty that interesting. makes it interesting <laughs> totally i mean you can go over there and just i know there's some good halibut fishing to be had out there and you know you're just trying to catch a couple big ones and if your customers are game for it <laughs> you yeah you know and doing different things <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what we did last year it worked out <laughs> <laughs> did you guys end up winning it last yeah. year uh yeah very cool what was that fish we got it you remember um two halibut i don't remember the final weight on them yeah but i think we had yeah i think we had the the first and the second and then the next biggest fish was barracuda but i think tucker had that one okay <laughs> doing some halibut fishing uh Sounds like it might be part of the game plan if something doesn't change too much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Are you awesome. coming up for that one? I won't be coming up for that one. Um, well, there's a, maybe there's a little chance, but as of right now, I won't be coming up for that one. If I do come up, right. I'll try to hop on your boat. <laughs> yeah, come on out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> oh, definitely. It's going to be a good time no matter yeah. what happens, you know? Oh, it always is up there. and. And just being on a full day boat is great. And go, being able to hit the islands like that on a full day is just awesome. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be fun. We look forward to it. Cool. All right, Cody, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, to do this call with us. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you here in, uh, in just a week. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on, Daniel. All right, guys, that's going to conclude episode 24 of the Western Outdoor News podcast. If you haven't already, check out woenews.com for that Channel Island shootout. Three boats will battle it out for biggest fish, first, second, and third place at Aventura Harbor, July 7th.